Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Friday, May the 28th. Uh, Gosh, by the next time we talk, well, it'll be our last day of May. That's amazing already uh, that we are almost entering into June, wherever you are. Uh, I wish you my love. I wish you God's love. And I hope you feel uh, fully embraced in the peace and the hope and the presence of God right now, today. We're going to jump into Mark chapter 11. So we finished up uh, Mark 10 yesterday. We're going to do a little bit longer gospel. We are going to skip the first 10 verses of Mark uh, chapter 11, but we will uh, do Mark 11 11 to 26 today. So it's a little longer gospel, uh, a lot there, but I'll try to minimum, uh, keep it to a minimum on what we talk about. But let's dive in and uh, see what God's word uh, opens for us today, okay? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple area. He looked around at everything and, since it was already late, went out to Bethany with the twelve. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing from a distance a fig tree and leaf, he went over to see if he could find anything on it. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves. It was not the time for figs. And he said to it in reply, May no one ever eat of your fruit again. And his disciples heard it. They came to Jerusalem. And on entering the temple area, he began to drive out those selling and buying there. He overturned, uh, he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. He did not permit anyone to carry anything through the temple area. Then he taught them, saying, It is not written, is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples, but you have made it a den of thieves." The chief priests and the scribes came to hear of it and were seeking a way to put him to death. Yet they feared him because the whole crowd was astonished at his teaching. When evening came, they went out of the city. Early in the morning, as they were walking along, they saw the fig tree withered to its roots. Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. Jesus said to them in reply, Have faith in God. Amen, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it shall be done for him. Therefore I tell you, all that you ask for in prayer, believe that you will receive it and it shall be yours. When you stand to pray, Forgive anyone against whom you have a grievance, so that your heavenly Father may in turn forgive you your transgressions. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Again, yeah, a familiar story, right? Um, At least the one of the uh, buying and the selling uh, in the temple. Uh, But the fig tree... If memory serves, and I didn't do any research, if memory serves, though, this is only in Mark's gospel. It's an odd story, isn't it? Let's start with the old fig tree. So, Jesus goes into Jerusalem, 
looks around. It's evening, doesn't want to stay overnight, heads back to Bethany. Bethany's not far. Remember, Bethany is where Mary and Martha and Lazarus live. And in John's gospel, uh, when he raises Lazarus, that is the precursor, the last straw, because it's so close to Jerusalem and all the people of Jerusalem find out about this. They want to name him Messiah. Chief priests, scribes, everybody says, okay, we got to put this guy to death. So that is the uh, the the straw that breaks the camel's back, as it were, uh, for uh, Jesus. Uh, not so in Mark. In Mark, the straw that breaks the camel's back is here, is the uh, overturning of the, the money changers uh, in the temple area. So he's at Bethany, presumably at, at the, the home of Martha and Mary and Lazarus, most likely. Comes back. And there's this fig tree that Jesus sees in leaf in a distance. And he goes over to it. Nothing's on there. And he curses it. May no one eat of your fruit again. What an odd thing, right? It, it, because, because here's the lines. It, again, Jesus isn't a fool. He knows this. So it says, seeing from a distance a, a fig tree in leaf, he went over to see if he could find anything on it. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves. It was not the time for figs. That'd be like you and I. I mean, goodness sakes, we're in the, in the height of spring. Renee and I have an apple tree in our yard. That would be like if I went over to it right now and expected to find apples on it and not finding apples because it was in leaf, right? That's, that's what it is. But yet it hasn't blossomed. Uh, I mean, it's, it, the, the apples aren't going to grow until the fall. We know that. Um, and, and it'd be like saying, may no one ever eat of your fruit again because you don't have apples for me right now. That doesn't make any sense, does it? And Jesus knows the, the, the fig tree uh, seasons. So my point here is the fig tree has to be about something more, right? It's not simply about cursing a fig tree because it has no leaves. It's not an odd just anecdote in the middle of it. So what is it about? Well... I think, and, and other scholars think, not all scholars, so I don't want to say that, the fig tree is about the temple. Because we bridge this temple story with the fig tree before it and after it. So, what can we learn about the temple? Jesus came, and on entering the temple area, he began to drive out those selling and buying there. Goodness sakes, again, we've talked about this before. Forgive if you've heard this two, three, four times already. Um... But the, the, you can enter any one of our churches almost, and you're going to see buying and selling going on, uh, whether that's, you know, um, gosh, I'm buying and selling raffle tickets right now. We've got Divine Savior's auction going on. Uh, St. Anne Parish has uh, their Dream Green uh, raffle going on. Holy Rosary just had our, our Spring into Cash raffle. Or, or in the fall, we do, you know, fall festival tickets or our perch dinner at St. Peter and Paul, whatever. There's plenty of buying and selling going on. You know, we invite people to, to give. Is that what Jesus would overturn? Um, maybe you think, Joe, you're justifying, but I don't think so. I don't think that was his frustration. I think what Jesus is frustrated about here is the buying and selling of God. And I've mentioned that before, but I think it's important to the fig tree in the point here too, um, that what has happened in the temple is we have lost that idea that, that God is utterly free. And we approach God in awe 
and in wonder and in worship, but instead they've made it a system and, uh, and one could go in and buy a, a pair of turtle doves. Uh, it's as is referenced here in the, uh, in the gospel reading or could buy a sheep, right? Because the Passover was, was approaching or could buy an oxen. And the, the more you bought, the more God was pleased and the more forgiveness one received. And so it was in a sense, the buying and selling of God. And if I bought and sold this and, and, and offered this up, God, in that quid pro quo, we're going back to what Peter did on Tuesday, because that really is the key here, that God is indebted to me, and therefore I've rendered a service, and therefore God renders a service to me. And I think what Jesus is saying, and I think what the fig tree is showing, is saying that's done. Those days are done. They're, they're, they're not going to bring any fruit uh, that, that system, we need to free God and we need to do it entirely the other way around, that God is not subservient in any way, shape, or form to us. But instead, we open ourselves to God and through having been changed, we go out and move in change. Um, and, and I think we talk about that again later in the, in the fig tree, when, okay, so after Jesus overturns the money, or after he overturns the money changers, said, listen, uh, my father's house shall not be a, a den of thieves, uh, but it's a house of prayer. Meaning, what does prayer do? It's that time of dialogue. It's that time of we opening ourselves to God. And in the midst of opening ourselves to God and the Holy Spirit, we are invited to, to act out and reach out and, and live and move and have our being in a certain way in this world that that's what we do first. We open ourselves in prayer. We become more like the one in whose image we are created, right? Um, that process of holiness, or in the East, that process of divinization, that, that we become more like him, and then we move in that manner in the world. Not we move and God moves in reaction to us, but instead we open ourselves to God and God comes in and we move in reaction to who and how God is within us. See the difference? And so then we go back to the fig tree, which now is withered all the way to the roots. And what does Jesus talk about? He talks about prayer. He talks about prayer. Because again, that's what he's saying the temple is for. The temple is withered. It is rooted. It looks like it's in leaf, but it's creating no fruit because the whole system is wrong. It's, 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 it's backwards. And, uh, and what we have to do is, and so he takes this fig tree idea and he says, listen, uh, have faith in God. Amen. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted and thrown into the sea and does not have doubt in his or her heart, but believes that that what what it'll be done for them therefore i tell you all that you ask for in prayer believe that you will receive it and it shall be yours and this important part at the end when you stand to pray forgive anyone whom you have a grievance anyone against whom you have a grievance so that your heavenly father may in turn forgive your transgressions again it, it almost sounds like okay if, if we ask for something in prayer, we're going to receive it unless we have doubt in our heart. So let's use a terrible example. Let's say my, my mother is ill and I ask for her healing uh, and mom passes away anyway. Does that mean I had doubt in my heart? Does that mean I didn't pray well enough? Boy, oh boy, we could easily look at this and, and see that reading and say, did I do wrongly here? Is that, uh, is that what this is about? 
But again, I think we have to look at what the heart of prayer is. The heart of prayer is not, again, centering ourselves in the middle, but centering God in the middle. That God is the, the actor here, the first mover, the prime mover. And that we open ourselves to that one who is life, that one who is movement. And, and prayer in this sense is not us coming before God and saying, God, I need you to heal mom. It is us opening ourselves and saying, God, you are the, the, the God of life. Open me to your will. And, and once those two have been unified, then our prayers come from the mouth and the heart of God and not from the mouth and the heart of me. You know this already. I will simply say it again, that the heart of Jewish law was the first commandment. Anybody that came up to Jesus, uh, and, and they do in all the Gospels. Heck, they did earlier, right? When, uh, when the, the people come up and say, what is the heart of the law? And Jesus says, the first is this, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then Jesus said, and the second is like it, by the way, uh, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But the heart of the law, if you get it right, love of God with everything we are, everything else falls into place uh, behind it. It does. It naturally does. Um, and, uh, and, and even the, the Shema, that which they put on their, on their, their lintels of their door, that, that thing that they kiss as they come in and out of the door, and we see in movies or we see Orthodox Jews doing that even today, they kiss it, and it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That was the foundation of everything. And ultimately, brothers and sisters, you know that, I know that, but it's a reminder to us that reminds us that, you know what? Hero Israel, the, it doesn't say Hero Israel, Joe Zenk is, is one, or, or you, insert name. It says Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. That everything revolves around it. That the temple revolves around God. Not my needs in the temple. It doesn't revolve around me. And, and, uh, and, and to the extent, brothers and sisters, that my life, and, and it's so easy, and, and I know you know everything I'm saying today. There is nothing new here. But I think as humans, we forget. And I think every day we have to remind ourselves because every day, not only once a day, maybe a hundred times a day, we fall into the patterns that our life is about us, but it is not. Our lives are about God. Our lives are about God. And I think as humans, I think Jesus, what he said to Peter four days ago on Tuesday in the gospel, he's saying to us again here today. Why? Because, because we forget. Because we forget. And if we get the center right, everything else holds. But if we don't get the center right, nothing can hold. Nothing can hold. And the center is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. The center is that God is it. Not us, not our buying and selling of God, not that God must do something in order uh, to react to me. If, if I am at the center, the, the roots are going to wither. It's going to produce no fruit. It can't. But to the extent that I remain in Christ, right? Remember John 15? To the extent that we are attached to the vine, we remain in him, that sap flows through us, and it cannot help but produce the fruit. And, and when his will indeed becomes our will, that which we pray for will come about. Not that we don't want healing for our mothers, 
but that we understand that whatever God, a God, maybe that changes that prayer from God, heal my mom so she can be better and, 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 and walk amongst us. Lord, instead, maybe that prayer becomes, Lord, be present in this situation in whatever way you need to be. May that healing come in whatever form that needs to look like. And maybe that is an, an emotional one. Maybe a relational one before she passes away. Maybe a spiritual one. Whatever that healing may look like, that's what I want. May we be one. So we open ourselves so those fruits, that sap goes through us, and, and, and God's will then becomes our will. Not our will becomes God's will. Otherwise, we produce no fruit that, that, that fig tree withers. I could talk on and on, but you get the point. And, and there's no need for, for more discussion. But it's just a reminder, a reminder of what you already know and what I already know. That are we that fig tree today? Today only, not in, in all of life, but today. Have we, have we forgotten and do we put ourselves at the center? You know, are, are, are we trying to, to uh, make God indebted to us? If so, we know what's going to happen. We know. We're going to wither. We're going to wither at the root. We're going to produce no fruit. But if we put God at the center, we can do anything because the will of God then flows through us and, and what God desires is what we desire. It's the work of a lifetime. It's our journey to, to, to Jerusalem. Um, and just a good reminder for us today to remember our life is not about us, but we are about life capital L, we are about God and God's life within us. Let's pray, my friends. Again, let's bring whatever is going on within our heart in all honesty and just trust our God with it and say, God, I don't know where you need to be in the midst of this, but I know I want you in the midst of it. And help me to trust that. Let that be enough. And so let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth uh, sorrowful mystery. Jesus dies on the cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, have the best weekend. Be well, and again, trust and know our God walks with you wherever and however and whatever you need to walk through this weekend. God's peace.